Welcome everybody to another episode of Forever Faithful Podcast. I'm Brandon Franio, joined by my co-host Christian Dyer. How are we doing today, Christian? I'm good. I've been uh, antsy to, to talk about all this stuff going on, so uh, I'm ready. How about you? I'm ready too, man. You don't know how excited I was yesterday after we got back. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about uh, the 49ers training up to the number three pick in the NFL draft this year. And uh, what quarterback we would like to see them get, because obviously they're going to go for a quarterback if they made this move. So you want to go ahead, Christian? Uh, yeah. Um, so it seems it seems like I'm one of the few people that actually uh, am not a fan of uh, trading up um, for a quarterback. Um, I've never really been a fan of giving up that many picks to trade up that high, because uh, I've seen too many horror stories of uh, – and not working out. I mean, RG3 is a perfect example. Um, I mean, pe- technically, look at Goff. Um, look how much the, the Rams gave up to him, and they already shipped him off. Um, Carson Wentz for the Eagles, same same thing. So the last three that we've seen haven't worked out. And I've never really felt that confident about any of the quarterbacks after Lawrence. So, um, you know, maybe it works out. But from what I've seen in uh, – Past years, uh, I'm not feeling too confident, so uh, we'll have to kind of see what happens. But I also didn't want to draft a, um, a quarterback in the first round. I was kind of hoping we'd go uh, stay at 12 and either go um, an- another corner or uh, maybe a-, a top receiver. So already not being really into drafting a quarterback now, trading up for number three, I know we're getting a quarterback which makes me nervous because I still don't feel all that confident about any of them. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I guess if I had to choose, I'd probably say um, I'd probably say Fields, but uh, we can get more into that in a minute. For sure. Um, after this uh, big news, this blockbuster trade that the Niners did yesterday, um, I've been wanting them to get a quarterback for sure. Um, I just trying to figure out for me personally, it's between Justin Fields, Trey Lance and Zach Wilson. And I'm kind of liking, um, Justin Fields a lot. Um, I know you don't like Zach Wilson. Well, nobody's explained to me why all of a sudden, yeah. They think he's so great, and every single Niner fan thinks he's good. I mean, I'm seeing things like, oh, I've I've looked at Justin Fields, and uh, he's kind of iffy in some of his his film, and I'm like, um, so you're you're crapping on Fields when he's playing Division One talent, but then freaking saying, oh well, Zach Wilson's so much better than him while he played Division Three talent. So I mean. I mean, I could, I can really go go into the Zach Wilson thing. I, I really still don't get it. And every time I see everybody like, oh my god, I want Wilson. He's so great on on Twitter. My head is wants to explode. I get so freaking angry. I'm like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. None of you actually do your homework. You don't actually go and watch any film other than 2020, where he played Division three freaking football. So he's most of the time he's going up against defensive lines that can't get any pressure on him. So he has all day to throw. He doesn't have to freaking improvise as much because again, he has all day to throw, you know, and then they play um, the one team they play that actually gets any pressure on him and roughs him up. Guess what happened? They lost. It's not, they didn't beat him when he finally faced a little bit of pressure. They lost. 
So I'd say I keep telling people go watch his 2019 film where he played Division One freaking football, where he mm-hmm. played against Power Five schools and he played against defensive lines that get pressure on him and watch the mistakes that he makes and watch the throws he tries to force that causes interceptions. Watch the pick sixes he throws. Like <laughs> he makes dumb plays in double coverage, especially. Like everybody's like, oh my God, the pro day. Look at his throws. I'm like, pro days don't mean anything. I mean, anybody can make a throw when there's no pressure and there's nobody covering the receiver. Mm-hmm. All that matters is game day film. Yeah. Not pro day film like yeah he can make that throw well guess what's going to happen in that in when he makes that throw in the nfl he's going to be freaking getting pressure and he's going to throw that he's going to throw that into double cover and guess what it's going to be an interception yep just because he can make the throw doesn't mean he he, he has the the tools to make the right the decision when to make that throw like i keep trying to tell everybody he has the worst worst quality any quarterback could have and that's bad decision making did he show a lot that much bad decision making this past year in 2020 and most of the film? No, but you know why? Because it's easy to make good decisions when you're not under pressure. Yeah, like everybody's like, Oh, well, we hate. Oh, right, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, uh, my man, go ahead. No, you're good, you're good. Uh, I was just gonna say, you know, uh, I was, you know, I was telling you how I was watching NFL Network uh, yesterday, the path to the draft, and they showed the, the grid on Zach Wilson and Justin Fields for last year's uh passing like 20 plus passing rating and all that and he was like t- kind of the top one um and then you know he went on say you know that's because he paid d3 uh teams and he only paid i think wasn't it like 12 games or something like that he didn't play that many games well they played i think the byu actually played a full schedule okay. so he played he did play a full schedule and um, he's at what was it like three points ahead of uh fields in that category? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was like 20 plus yard throws or something. Okay. But I mean, when when you're playing a difference in talent and it's still that close, I mean, uh, really, it doesn't take that freaking much brain power to know which one's better. You got one guy with three percent ahead when mm-hmm. he's playing division three um talent, you know, and then you have like uh fields playing you know power five schools you know yes they only played what five games or six games last year um so it's not also not a fair sample size to go over that but at the same time um i didn't expect fields to go and play clemson again a top five defense the past five years had been one of the best defenses in college football to go and absolutely light them up you know and then i'm not sure if we got to really see the right, the like a fully healthy fields against Alabama because he did get that back injury against Clemson, mm-hmm. but he still freaking lit them up and yep. hit three points to a guy that's playing top talent to lesser talent. I don't understand. Like, yeah, Wilson has good arm strength. I've never said he doesn't. I got he can make throws, but he, he does not do well under pressure. He does not make good decisions under pressure. Can he run with the ball when there's an open lane and, and get a first down? Yeah, he can run. He's got he's got some legs, but his decision making takes away from his arm strength. Like that's the thing. When players have good arm strength, if they don't have good decision making, then it's pointless. Yeah. Like he he's not gonna you know people I think think he's gonna be like what uh Josh Allen did to us on Monday Night Football this past year, who, when the pocket collapses, he freaking on the run and 
under pressure makes fantastic throws and makes and finds the open man. That's not what Zach Wilson does. He tries to force the ball because he does not like to be pressured. He likes to stand in the pocket. And once he gets pressured, he makes bad decisions. It's the same thing we've gone over and over with Jimmy G. Jimmy G, freaking as soon as there's pressure, he collapses. He makes bad decisions. So you guys just yeah. want a younger version of Jimmy G or what? Like you just want more bad decision making when they're under pressure? I don't understand it. Like, but you think because you watched one season where he played terrible talent that all of a sudden he's goes from a mid round talent to a, a for like second overall pick. Are you kidding me? Like everybody, how does everybody ignore the fact that that's exactly what happened? Like, you wonder why there's so many draft busts when it comes to quarterbacks in the NFL, because you get a hype year when it's way overhyped and way like over-exaggerated. And then boom, they get into the NFL and they're like, Oh crap, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Thanks guys for putting me into this thinking I was this good because of one year. So it's all smoke and mirrors, but nobody sees that this year, this season is smoke and mirrors. Like I watched the guy play for the past three years. Cause I live in Utah where he plays football. So <laughs> I've watched the guy play for the past three years. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what if, cause I even talked to my couple of my buddies yesterday too. And on, you know, about this trade that they did yesterday and they're like, I think the Niners are going for Zach Wilson. And if they do, I mean, what if Kyle Shanahan, you know, works with him so much to where he can be a really good quarterback in the NFL? You can't teach or fix bad decision making, dude. That's that's on you. <laughs> you can't <laughs> like Jameis Winston has all the talent in the world. He mm -hmm. can make every single throw in the field. He can force the ball and still make the throw because his arm's that good, but he makes terrible decisions. That's why he had 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions because he is a bad decision maker and forces the ball when he's yeah. under pressure. But that's the same thing. Yeah. You you can't fix that. You can't fix bad decision making. That's just who the quarterback is. Why do you think Tom Brady's been so good? That's true. He gets rid of the ball fast, and he, and he d doesn't make – many bad decisions he doesn't throw many interceptions he doesn't force the ball and he, he finds the open guy but doesn't force force the ball when he you know so he's <laughs> why do you think they win all those years <laughs> he doesn't throw interceptions he's a good decision maker you you can't teach that that's just quarterbacks have it or they don't yeah well enough about zach wilson for now let's talk about uh justin fields i mean Say the Niners draft Justin Fields at three. Okay, so he probably fits in our offense the best. Um, you know, I as much as we Kyle in Kyle Shanahan's offense, as much as there's all the you know pretty much what we call it, shake and bake with all the craziness going on, um, and get and finding ways to get receivers open, and uh, a big part of his offense, you know, is getting the the quarterback on the move and finding the open receiver. Mm -hmm. um, Obviously, um, Fields is – that's what he's best at. Like, if you look at his stats on the rollouts with Ohio State, he's got the best of all the quarterbacks. Um, they roll, They ran a lot of those plays at Ohio State, and um, his uh, he's probably got the best accuracy while out on the run, which I think is what uh, Shanahan wants. That's why I 
would be surprised if it ends up not being fields because like, yeah, I don't, I don't think we want a guy that can, that's going to run with his legs and, and get a lot of yards with his legs. I think we want to, you know, move the ball through the air. Yeah. And I think Shanahan's going to try to get, you know, wants a guy that can still throw the ball and, um, but has is mobile to extend the play, which we haven't had with Jimmy. We don't get many extended plays because he, he just kind of gets stiff in the pocket when it collapses. Mm-hmm. So we need somebody who can escape and make a good play on the run. Um, you know, I'm sure that's what Kyle was thinking, even especially after what Josh Allen did to us. You know, he's probably thinking, man, I need a quarterback like that. And if that's the kind of quarterback he wants, then I think Fields fits that the best because his stats even show that he's the best on the run. He's the most accurate when he's rolling out than any of the other quarterbacks. He's even probably more accurate than even than Lawrence when it comes to rolling out. Lawrence, you know, obviously more of a pocket passer. But he would fit, I think, the best in the offense because, you know, he is accurate. Um, but I think it's just mostly his ability to throw the ball in the run because I think if we did have a quarterback – that can excel at that. I think a lot of our play calling would be uh, getting the quarterback out of the pocket and making plays out outside the pocket. Yeah. I, I think that's the main thing um, that we need to as well is a quarterback that could still throw on the run um, out of the pocket and not just mobile in the, in the, in the pocket. So I know that, uh, you know, it's probably, you know, the other one's Trey Lance. Um, yeah. I haven't. I don't know enough about Trey Lance, so I don't. That's why I, don't, I have. I can't really speak on him because he's the one. The, the one game that I have not seen play much. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know much about him, so I kind of can't really say much when it comes to Trey Lance. Um, uh, but he, you know, he's. I think got. He also has a strong arm. I've seen that, but he is kind of a power running quarterback, so he can. You know, he can run the ball. Um, yeah. And, you know, we saw in the one game that they did play this past year, he ran the linebackers over. So he might be more. Um, I just wonder if he's more of a run first guy or if he's pass first guy. I don't know enough about him. Um, I think it, I think if it's between fields and Lance, I think it just depends on what the Niners prefer. If they prefer a guy that can roll out and make it make plays and don't want somebody that's going to. Um, run uh run with the ball as much then they probably go fields but if they want a guy that can um extend plays but also get us a lot of yards with his legs yeah. then they're going to go lance because that's probably if we want a guy with um, picking up a lot of yards with his legs it's lance if you want a guy who can scramble and make mm-hmm. accurate throws it's field so it just depends on which one they're preferring which obviously we don't know because since we've had kyle and um and lynch um at the helm they always surprise us we never know what the hell they're doing that's very true. So, like I, we, I don't think we expected uh, them pulling the pulling off this yesterday. Yeah, well, I mean, did you? I didn't see Ayuk and um, and and um, Kinlaw coming either. It completely yeah. caught me off guard. So, yeah. I mean, it's just crazy what what they can do and surprise the fans, you know. <laughs> yep. You know, and then I. It's funny because a lot of people are saying Mac Jones now, and I, know. I, I know. don't get it. <laughs> like even our other 49er hive guys they're like no no thank you like none of us understand the whole mac jones stuff like he's nope, you know, not i'm not saying all. he's not a good quarterback but we could we could easily get him at 12 why would you give up exactly. two first rounders for a guy that 
would is going to drop to 12. Yeah. And, you know, they were saying we were the, um, the Niners were playing around with trying to um, trade up for the third, fourth, or fifth pick. Yeah, I saw that too. But it makes sense to get in the third because they, they have to think that Atlanta's was going to take their guy if they didn't get the third pick. And, and the only guy I see Atlanta taking is Fields. Same. That's, same. So I, <laughs> I don't know what to make of it because I, I see – I I see Atlanta taking Fields, and I'm like, well, if the Niners want Fields. They they know they have to tra- get ahead of Atlanta. Yeah, and I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, uh, if they were asking to get ahead of Atlanta's uh, pick, that means that Atlanta was probably going to try to get their guy for sure. And yeah. I mean, that gives me more hope thinking that they they are probably going to draft Fields, but then again, who knows? Because they, yeah, I mean, they surprise us all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, because yeah, it's weird. It's weird because I, I don't know if the if the Falcons would want Lance if Fields isn't there. And the only other team that would be want would want to all you know draft up to that fourth spot would be the Panthers. But I don't. I I doubt that the Falcons would ever trade with their division rival. Yeah, because you know I I feel like if we take Fields then. Um, and the Falcons pass on Lance, then he'll probably go to Carolina. But we could see four quarterbacks right off the bat. Um, That's true. You know, I, I still uh, am not sure. Uh, I think that if um, we'll only know for sure if some some in the next couple of days uh, Darnold gets moved by the Jets, then we'll yeah. know for sure that they're taking a quarterback, which will actually make me feel better. Because right now I don't feel good because I don't want to have to think of the thought of us drafting Wilson because I will freaking break stuff. I will go on a tangent, and I might turn in my <laughs> Niners card for 2021. I will be that mad. <laughs> um. Well, so we. I don't know. You Did you watch Path to the Draft yesterday at all? With uh, No. Uh, no, I didn't get a chance no. to watch any of it. So I know that John Lynch was at the BYU Pro Day, and um, so was Robert Sala. So. I'm really thinking, what if Robert does go Wilson at two? I think they are. they probably are because, yeah, Lynch was there, but we also made the um, – see, I don't know if the pro days even matter because we made the, the trade like right as that pro day was starting for BYU. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we're probably going to see Donald moved here in the next couple of days, I would assume, because, I mean – they didn't just have Sala there, dude. They had the GM there, they had Sala there, and the offensive coordinator there. Yeah. When you have all three of your guys there, yeah, they're gonna probably take him. Yeah. Exactly. To me, I don't, I don't, I don't really get the whole pro day thing. Um, I, you know, I like watching, you know, the combine because it kind of see it shows us what the guy's athleticism is. Yeah. But when it comes to quarterbacks, especially throwing the ball on either combine or pro day, it doesn't tell you anything. Oh, mm-hmm. well, the guy can make a throw. Well, does that you know that doesn't always translate to on the field. Yeah. So I, the whole pro day thing, I don't get because everybody's like, "Oh, well, they have to take him now because the pro day." I'm like, oh, "Man, the pro day doesn't tell you anything." <laughs> um, let me ask you this: I'm gonna kind of throw a, a curveball here, but what if uh, Urban Meyer tends to uh, kind of mix up the draft a little bit and goes after Justin Fields for uh, the first pick? Um, and he could do that. I doubt it. 
Um, I doubt it too, but I, I think mean, they're I think they're always Ron Lawrence. Like they didn't even show up to BYU's pro day. They weren't even there. So it's obviously you know I think that they I think they're going to take Lawrence. There's no you don't pass up on a guy like that. That's like the Colts saying no to um, to um, what's his name Luck Andrew Luck. That's like not them not taking Luck at one when he was available. Like they're going to take Lance or Lawrence. They're going to take Trevor Lawrence one. Like we've known that from the start, he was going to be number one when he came out of the draft. Um, but uh, for me, uh, I think it would, what I would, the one mix up that I would think would be funny because, you know, not that it's going to happen, but you know, because the, the Niners always trick us and love to surprise us. Uh-huh. My big surprise, even though I know it's not going to happen, my big surprise would be the Niners uh, trading up and then taking, you know, the, Best player in the draft, Penny Sewell, offensive offensive tackle. I mean, I have. <laughs> I would be. I'm, I would be stoked. I feel like uh, some fans would be stoked, and some fans would be like, "Dude, seriously, like this was our chance to get a quarterback, and you didn't." <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's our chance to get a quarterback, but like again, I don't think the quarterbacks are really that worth it, um, in my opinion. Um, and you you get a guy like Sewell. I mean, that guy's going to be one of the best tackles in the league for the next ten years. And can you imagine having at left tackle you have Williams and at right tackle Sewell? Dude, we'd have the best offensive line in the league. We'd have the best two tackles. And then I wouldn't. I really wouldn't be worried about Jimmy because if, when if Jimmy's got time to throw, he's going to be just fine. Yeah. If we had a line that could protect Jimmy and give him enough time to throw, we'd be just fine. When Jimmy has time to throw and, and find the open man, he's fine. So, for me, I don't have a problem with that pick. I, <laughs> I think pe- I'm sure people think I'd be I'm crazy and would lose their shit if we don't take a quarterback. But if we took, you know, who I think, besides Lawrence, is the best player in the draft mm-hmm. at Penne Sewell, then I'd be I'd be stoked. Interesting. I didn't even think about it that um, like that either. That'd be an interesting pick for sure. You know, um, obviously, I don't think that's going to happen. But I don't think so either. But I'm just saying, like, if it did, I'll, I would like to see, like, you know, what would a lot of the fans say and what would their, um, you know, opinions be on it. I mean, you can't really to be honest, pick. Yeah. To be honest with you, I mean, look, look at last year. Like, nobody saw the Niners picking Javon Kinlaw, and they did. And I mean, look at, I mean, even though we were all injured and everything, he, he had a pretty good season and I think he's going to have a phenomenal season this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, with Bosa back, mm-hmm. he's going to, he's going to, he'll, he'll do really well with Bosa coming back. I think Armstead will do better with Bosa too. Just yeah. having Bosa there makes a big difference. Uh, Definitely. So and now having uh, um, Sosa on the other side too. And then hopefully if D Ford stays healthy, you know. Yeah, maybe he comes back after through the season. Um I mean if he can play, I would I I'd totally be cool just uh uh if uh oh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> you wanna go ahead and answer? <laughs> oh yeah, okay. So yeah, I can answer that. So I, I get uh, what you're saying, but uh I, and I, I'd say even an offensive tackle is worth that cap that much capital. 
um, when you think about it, I mean, look at look at the um, how much craziness they made over Williams, who's in his 30s, that he was the top free agency, um, yeah. uh, top player in free agency. Like they had him rated number one over any other player in free agency this year. A th- you know, a offensive tackle in his 30s was rated the number one guy. And so that tells me when it comes to offensive line, you know, it's the most important. And I have no problem giving up uh, two firsts for the best offensive tackle um, in the draft and who can be a starter for you for the next 10 plus years and dominate in this league. I mean, because for me, that's a for sure pick. If you're taking an offensive tackle like that, that's a for sure pick. You are guaranteeing protection for 10 plus years compared to if you draft a quarterback they could be a bust in one to two years, and then you're like, "Well, we're starting all over, and we screwed ourselves." You don't screw yeah. yourself. You take a like most of the time, tackles like that are for sure thing, and you and you feel good about it, and you're gonna feel good about it ten years later. That's to me, that's a that's way more sure for sure thing than taking a quarterback you don't know how they're gonna pan out. Because we have way more busts when it comes to quarterback than we do, uh, you know, guys that pan out. But when it yeah. comes to tackles, when you get a good tackle like that early in the draft, that's one of the best. 90% of the time, they dominate for 10-plus years. Yes. This is true. Once again, Crash Bernie, thank you for your comment. Appreciate it. But, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind it if uh, they went offensive tackle. Um that ever happened but i know it's not gonna happen but i'm just saying like if if it did i mean i wouldn't mind it especially if it's him as well um but i just still can't get over literally all that nfl analysts saying oh the niners are gonna go after mac jones i'm like dude really like come on it just it it pisses me off Seeing how much, even like Mioke, Matt Miyoko is saying the same thing. I'm just like, Matt, really? <laughs> you know? I don't get it. I don't I don't see the love for Mac Jones, really. Like, I'm not saying he's a bad player, but he, you know, both his receivers are going to go in the top 10. Yeah. So both his receivers are going to go be two, you know. The top two, two of the top three receivers taken off the board, probably in the top ten, top maybe top fifteen, are going. Yeah. And you know, one of them is a Heisman Trophy winner. Um. Well, and also too, you know, and I, why I don't get why would we go after another uh, pocket passer instead of having like a mobile quarterback? Because Jimmy G's technically a, a mobile passer. You know what I mean? I feel yeah, like we have a, a better advantage with having a uh, a mobile passer. I think that's what uh, I think you're right. I think that's what Kyle wants for his offense. I don't see why they think they want Mac Jones. Like his um, stats uh, rolling out, not good. <laughs> He's not good um, when he gets out of the pocket. Um, Was that pro dabber? He's uh, he's good in the pocket, uh, but. Uh, when it comes to uh, rolling out, he's he's not. And 
if the Niners want a pocket passer, then just wait at 12 and get one. Why would you, yeah. you're not going to draft up for a, for a guy that's a, just a normal pocket passer. If they want an electric guy, then you trade up to the third pick and you go and draft a quarterback. That's a, an electric electric guy. And that's not Mac Jones. Yeah. Like Mac Jones doesn't even, is not even known to have a strong arm, that strong of an arm. Like, I mean, you got, why would you go and get a quarterback that you're going to worry about getting the ball deep to Ayuk? Like, there's, that's what Ayuk's really good at. He getting the ball on deep, deep routes. So you're mm-hmm. going to want a guy with with accuracy and a strong arm. And that's not Mac Jones. Yeah, exactly. And also, uh, I just saw this morning, I don't know if you checked it out yet, but uh, the Niners just resigned Mohamed Sanu. I mean, I, I saw that from some Twitter page, but I haven't seen anything official. Hmm. Um, Either but I, I like I like having Sanu because it's, you bring in a veteran presence for the young receivers. Mm-hmm. Even if he doesn't play, they need. They, I'd like for him to stay on the team because he's. You need that veteran presence. Like you remember when they cut him, Ayuk was pissed because he was learning a lot. You know from freaking yeah, veteran I was, player. I was surprised and, that they cut him. We didn't have any veteran receivers on the team like nope. that have been been through it, and he was the one. And that's you know that's kind of what why Ayuk obviously connected with him. Mm-hmm. And then, so I mean, it makes sense if we are bringing him back, but I would assume it's more for like a coaching the young guys rule. That's what um, I'm thinking too. Kind of like what Emmanuel Sanders did too. Yeah, you know. So I I don't I like the move. I like the move in a sense to help the young guys. Um, yeah. I mean, we can put him in the uh, Sanu in the slot still. I mean, he's getting up there in age, so I don't know how much he can he can still do. But if he's there to coach the guys, that's good enough for me. I mean, that would be bad having him in the slot as well because we don't really have a slot guy anymore because Kendrick Bourne is gone, Trent Taylor is gone as well, even though he hasn't really performed lately. Um, so it's I'm like so <laughs> I don't know what what we're gonna do with the slot receivers, you know. I mean, what, have Richie James maybe, you know? I'm, seeing what we still have in cap space and the fact that we didn't bring back Bourne just makes – oh, dude. People don't understand how – How much he was. <laughs> Oh, dude, I, I freaking loved him, dude. He was amazing. Like, he doesn't even – he doesn't get the love that he deserves. Like, the guy was always there when you needed him. Oh, he makes a couple drops against Seattle, and all of a sudden he has big drops. Like, the guy was always there when you needed him. Freaking, you need a first down? There he is. You need a touchdown in the red zone? Yeah. There he is. Well, so I know, I know too that like all the guys uh, on the team loved him as well. So, oh, dude, that, he, dude, there's a special bond in that in that locker room for sure. We we never should have let him go. Like, he's just he, he's like the heart of the team kind of guy to me. And I really wish we'd have brought him back. He's just a great guy and freaking. He's always there when you need him. You don't. It's hard to find those kind of players. Like you can get the, you know, the top receivers and stuff like that that can do everything but to find a guy that's always there and always finding a way to be open when you need it most it's hard to find mm-hmm. and that's what he was and i got work i'm glad he got the money because he he earned it and he deserves it but we should have at least tried to a little bit harder to bring him back because i think he was important to our offense yeah yeah but um once again the 49ers traded up to pick number three in the, this year's NFL draft, um, we'll be excited to see who they're going to draft number three. 
But I think that's going to do it for us, guys. Thank you for tuning in today. Really appreciate it. Leave a comment. Subscribe to us on the YouTube channel, Forever Faithful Podcast. Give us a follow on Instagram, Forever Faithful Podcast. And give us a follow on Twitter, FFPod49. Once again, thanks again, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Later, guys.